0: What is good, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in to the second edition of the Sunday Sit-Down. A massive weekend of sports so far. Still technically Sunday in Toronto, so we've got Sunday night full of games, which will be pretty wicked. We've got March Madness still going on. That'll sort out the final spots in the Final Four and some pretty good NBA games. Um, Welcoming back my co-host, JLo. Still haven't discovered an alias. Something, Something will eventuate. Something will come up. No but, rush, you
1: can't force this thing. No, mate. you're right. You've got to take your
0: time. So JLo lo um, is joining me, as he will for most, probably all of the Sunday sit-downs anyway. Um, today, like I said, we're going to talk a bit, a bit about stuff that's happened this weekend. It's going to pretty much be NBA and AFL flavoured. Um, we'll touch a little bit on March Madness and update on the race that's happening in the tournament. But yeah, we'll go NBA, talk a little bit about some of the injuries, pretty big injuries to some noteworthy names, um, talk a little bit about, we've got a couple of topics that we're going to, not debate, about, oh, I guess yeah, debate about, um, think about what the Lakers are going to do this offseason, they're in a pretty interesting spot in their franchise, um, and then yeah, wrap up all the stuff that's happening in round one of the AFL as well, so let's get into it. playoff race is still pretty wild out in the east and the west. Um I think we're pretty much locked in playoff team wise now. The Nuggets your boys are still floating around the, the yeah, still... they could could cause an upset and climb in, but yeah, I think the teams are almost set. What do you do you reckon the Nuggets can get in? I think they
1: I think they can. I'm forever positive, but yep. I think they can make a push. It's just it's like a a league of runs, you mm-hmm. know, like one, one week the Rockets will be hot Next week it's the bloody Pelicans Then the random Blazers It's anyone's game at the moment So I think they can uh, Do I think they will? Uh, probably not I think that eight's pretty locked I think it'll be the Clippers and Nuggets who miss out yeah. I like the way uh, Utah's looking um, Although I could, you know, I could see the Nuggets quickly beating the, the Timberwolves the last two games and maybe switching, because they've looked really unconvincing to me. I don't know about you, what you think of Kat and everyone up there at the moment with no butler. They've looked shitty, they look tired. Thibodeau's probably pushing them about as much as they can handle. So, I would say, yeah. if there's anyone to miss, it's maybe them for me. I
0: said halfway through the year, I don't know why Tibbs was playing his guys such heavy minutes. And sure enough, because he hasn't been playing... I mean, it's been a little bit better since I touched on it, but their bench guys are playing like I think they play the fewest bench minutes in the league, mm. and as a result, yeah, Cat's tired, Butler's hurt, Wiggins. Wiggins has probably been a bit of a a shame, a bit of a what's the word I'm looking for? He's almost a flop for a number. Yeah, one a bit for,
1: of a. I thought he. Hype. I thought he'd leap up this year, but he's been a bit, a bit disappointing. I'd say. Yeah, I, I've got no faith in the guys. Got doesn't have much of a shot. Um, I guess he has the tools. You. You mm. expected to be able to lean on early in his career while he developed the other stuff, but the other stuff's never come. Like he's not a great. That's defender. a really good point. Yeah. Um. You look at these great guys coming out of college now, um, like the Aitons and stuff, and you look at them and they're they're mostly athletes, and mm. you're like, that's okay because you can survive a few years in the league being athletes, but it seems like Kat's never got the requisite skills to go on and be a great player. Yeah. Um, well, we'll so. Sorry, that's what I meant, <laughs> Yeah, Cat yeah, has. Cat's gone the other way, I guess. Mm. Um, so, it yeah, seems it's... like Tibbs', Tibbs' uh, strategy every year seems to hurt them. Yeah. But it, it really does seem like the, the playoffs is pretty locked. Maybe the Nuggets. I as can't see the clips going, though. Right? As it sits right now, the Nuggets are one game behind Utah for the 8th seed mm. and
0: half a game behind the Timberwolves for the 7th seed. So, there's no way in saying that they're... A game well and, a and a half, off. you mean? Sorry, yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah. It's... um. The
1: Timberwolves are a game and a half ahead of the Nuggets. Mm. There's just some funny... The, the, the reason I have faith in the Nuggets, perhaps, is they've just got a lot of tiebreakers over these teams who are ahead that of That is them. handy. Um, so it could just get a bit funny. But uh, I think they're both locked. You're yeah, right. are okay. yeah. totally. So, well, the, the East is interesting for a lot of reasons, but we always seem
0: to start out East. The West is the one that matters. So here's something interesting. The Utah Jazz, who are sitting 8th right now, since Rudy Gobert came back from like his injury... They're 23 and 6, so they've gone on like a pretty historic. I was trying to get up the numbers to figure out like who had had the best stretch from like that point of the season up until now. Um, I couldn't really do it, it was too hard basketball. I tried to, yeah, actually, I'll talk about them in a minute. I tried to do it on basketball reference, but it wasn't really working. But compared to the 73 and 9 Warriors throughout the same stretch, they've only had one or two more losses than the Doves did in that stretch. So, yeah, Utah's flying. They could... You know, they've got an interesting game against the Warriors
1: tonight, and the Warriors are pretty banged up. Mm. So, they could get a win there. I I really like the way they're tracking. I think they play a totally different style to the way the league's going. Mm. The league sort of subscribe to this Houston Golden State methodology of putting up 120 points and outrunning your opponent. But these guys are grind it out they know their their limits and they do a good job like I think they could cause some serious issues Gobert's a problem obviously everyone knows Donnie Mitchell's a problem even their bench just and like the guys like Joe Ingalls are looking great you know just doing exactly what they need to do it's a a really like it feels like a a San Antonio 2.0 to me that's a good point Quinn Schneider Coach of the year, deserves some votes. He won't get it, but he, he should be. In, like, if he'd had a whole season with Gobert, I think he maybe yeah. would have got it. But Dwayne Casey's uh, by great mile.
0: The Jazz seem to be really good at, you know, the pieces that they have around them or the players they've got on their roster making them succeed and work. So, yeah, because they are, you know, anchored by Gobert from a defensive um, perspective, you know, they're one of the best defensive teams
1: in the league, so... I think more than anything, it's not the It's not that Like, they're a good defensive team, but mm. they're so good defensively because of the pace they play at. They're easily the slowest team in the league. Yeah. And it really shows, like, Denver will score 100 points against them, where Denver scores 100... 100- 50 points against everyone yeah. else Yeah Or or the Warriors So they just slow it down And they force you to beat them Like they force you to be better Whereas you know You can have a bad game Against Golden State Or Oklahoma Or someone And just still shoot the lights out You know what I mean Yeah But they fought Like Utah You have to go out And beat them Every single night And I, I guess I see that A bit more being out in the West As a West fan you Yeah know? True Yeah alright Well with Let's quickly have a look at
0: the standings. So we've touched on Utah. We've spoken a bit about the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. So the top two are locked in, right? Hmm. Houston and Golden State aren't moving. Yep, who do totally. you think is the best chance to make those three and four spots? So the as it stands chance. right now, we've got Portland and OKC in the three and the four, who we'll actually play each other tonight. Oh, that's should be pretty epic. And then the Spurs are half a game behind OKC for the um, fourth seed. And then you got the Pells, the Timberwolves and Utah after that. So who do you think, looking forward, like just off the dome, who do you have faith in
1: kind of pushing up and taking one of those top four spots? I, if um, anyone different from the guys that are there now. Right. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Portland, although it's hard to argue with their results yeah. at the moment. Um, I think they'll probably stay in the three or four. But I don't think that I think they'll probably be a first round bounce, in yeah, all honesty. Okay, interesting. They've got a bad history in the playoffs as well. They don't have a strong bench. They need their whole team to play well. Whereas like Lillard and McCollum are stars, but um, they definitely need other players to step up. Whereas, Everyone's kinda of got some stars in like that's you know, true. each team does. I mean, so, you know, you wonder if they can get them over the edge of like a really deep team. Of course. And I just don't back their bench players or their second-tier players to step up, whereas someone like Minnesota, I might back them in, or obviously San Antonio. So I can't see it moving a whole lot from here on out. Uh, I could see Utah or Minnesota getting it together. I know I've just bagged Minnesota out. Yeah, Um, But I could... Utah would be the only one I could see jumping, and I feel like they're not too far behind, in all honesty. They could just do it the way they're going. That's the beauty of this year, is even though there's... Roughly
0: what Let's have a look Three and a half games Between Portland in the third seed And Utah in the eighth You could really see you're like Well if Utah wins five in a row And Portland goes two and three You could see the
1: Jazz Like leapfrogging Or bouncing up there That's what That's what the West has been All year yeah. Just a A uh a season of runs, and, you know, like, one second, Denver will be third, and now they're sitting tenth, and it's just, uh, it's really hard to gauge, honestly, it's yeah. been a, it's been a real rollercoaster. A couple of weeks but ago. I, th- I think it'll stay. Yeah, honestly. a couple of weeks ago, or maybe closer to a month,
0: I remember there was, like, everyone was so close, there was, like, one win would drop a team, oh, sorry, one loss would drop a team from, like, third to seventh, yeah, yeah it was awesome. I think, interestingly, I was watching the Portland and Celtics footage back, and right. Portland ended up losing that game, but before they'd lost, they said that going off win percentage, they had one of the best records post All Star break of all time. Mm, like, it was right games. up there with the the I think it was the Warriors from like when they went seventy three and nine, and there was someone else up there. But yeah, Houston this year and Portland were in like the top three or four mm. all time.
1: So yeah, they had a good run. They I've, had a good run, but I think that's been that's their seasons run. Like, right, I get what you're saying. If they did this in the playoffs, you'd be like, oh shit. Crikey, you know. But, you, can swear. Uh, you can swear on the, uh, the Sunday sit-down. Oh, that's right. That's uh, well, uh, you know, <laughs> I did last week, so I got two in last week. I'll save one. Fair call.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I tend to agree. I think it'll probably remain pretty similar. San Antonio, even though Kawhi hasn't mm. played, and that just seems like another whole issue. We, won't, we might talk about that next week or in the future, because who knows, Kawhi might get ruled out for the year or come back.
1: They're still playing good basketball Yeah,
0: but the Spurs won six Lamarcus just looked like a, Great a star like, He'll probably get onto an All-NBA team If he keeps playing Actually, I think he should get onto an All-NBA team If he plays the way he is But that kind of leads into um, one of my articles I did the All-NBA guard roulette mm. yesterday mm. So I did see that The competition's pretty tight for the guard spots On the All-NBA, all-NBA teams Hit up sportsbyfry.com If you want to read the full rap on that Um, I'm going to probably do the forward and big man positions tomorrow or the next day. So, yeah, you can find all of them. Out east, I think there's not a ton to talk about. Like you said, it's pretty similar. I think it'll stay pretty similar to the way it is now. The Cavs and Sixers have gone on a bit of a winning streak lately, and they've kind of locked up a third and a fourth spot. But, you know, Indiana and Washington are close to... Philly, even though Philly have like the cruisiest schedule running home. So, do you reckon that the East standings will
1: fluctuate at all, or do you think they're pretty similar as well? They'll hold suit. I could see. uh, I could see the Heat jumping. Like I got got the chance to watch them. Excuse me, the other day, Um, and they look great. um, Even without Hassan Whiteside, I don't know what his deal is actually. Yeah, is he missing a lot? No, I don't think so. Just a short. I think they're yeah. He, gosh, he can't stay healthy, can he? But if they, if he's healthy, I think they look great. Their, little, their role players are fantastic. Like, really, just pestering little mosquito squad who, like, just do their job well. And Dragic is as smooth as anyone in the league. Um, so I could see them jumping. I'm not sold on Indiana. Washington with Wall back, but that'll be more of a playoff time yeah Thing I think Like I think they'll start coming good In the playoffs I think Washington Gets John Wall back Next mm. Week Sometime
0: mm. well, he... he would just be doing Five on five now. Yeah He scrimmaged And like did practice yeah. So his, his return should be In the next couple of days But Yeah I think Miami could leapfrog Washington That'd be an interesting First round matchup Boston and Washington If Washington slipped To the seventh seat Yeah Kyrie a bit Dusted up Is that
1: what happened last year
0: yeah, they've, they've, they've had just, a bit of a rivalry. I remember a couple of years ago when they were playing, or it might have even been in the regular season, like Washington wore all black because they were like, yeah, it's a funeral, like Boston's done and dusted, and then I think Boston won. Anyway. Oh, right. But yeah, they've That's got some bad, bad. blood. Like, they always have, some, have a bit of a rivalry.
1: So in the first round, that would be interesting. <laughs> you kind of could, like, because the, the, the team in Boston's totally different, like it's probably yeah. not going to be as, as feisty. But it, yeah, that would be a great yeah. first-round matchup. Um, for and, sure. like, Kyrie, you never know where he'll be coming back. Like The Heat-Miami one, Heat-Cleveland uh, uh,
0: series would be interesting. That would be, well. interesting, would be really yeah. interesting, yeah. D-Wade versus LeBron. Mm. Yeah, so... They're kind of, yeah. The, the standings are pretty, I think, pretty set. I mean, there's only about nine, ten games left in each team, so mm. they might fluctuate a bit, but, yeah, we're pretty locked in. As I mentioned, though, the Celtics are without Kyrie, so... I just want to transition into talking about a couple of the injuries that broke or injury news that broke over the last couple of days. So Curry in his first game back from a ankle injury had a knee sprain. I think it's an MCL, so he's out for pretty much the rest of the regular season. And Kyrie, who's missed about half a dozen games, he will probably miss the rest of the regular season as well with a knee. Wow. I think he's having like a minor knee Scope or clean, something like that, yeah. I can't remember the exact terminology, but hes they're both pretty much out for the rest of the regular season, so I thought it'd be good to ask the question of which um, player's injury do you think matters more for the team perspective, like who's going to miss having that guy the most? Mm. I did a poll on Twitter, I posted it a couple of hours ago, for those who are... I did vote in that. Oh, nice. For those who are listening, it's about 10 to 1 on Sunday afternoon here, so... We're still a little while away from... Um, well, the Cavs game actually tips off in about 15 minutes. Oh, fantastic. But yeah, that post's been up... For, or the poll's been up for a couple of hours. And at the moment, 60% think that Curry's injury matters more for their team. And
1: 40% think Kyrie. Who do you think is the biggest absence for their team? For me, it's, it's by far Kyrie. Yeah, okay. I think he brings the most to the table. You know, the, the Warriors without uh, Curry it just look like, regu- like a regular... All Star Playoff Team. You know, mm. still have three All Stars. It'll probably be good for Clay to get a bit of extended touches coming into the playoffs. Well, that's the thing, is especially with those three coming off injuries. Well, I know all- Curry's out still. Well, Curry, Durant, and Clay Thompson are all out at yeah. least for the next week. Right. So I mean, that's big, but that's not the Curry injury. I think Ky- what Kyrie brings to Boston is yeah. reliable scoring because they don't have reliable scorers. Haywood's out, obviously. Marcus Smart is also out, right? Mm. I mean, he, might be, not, he might be done for the year. Yeah, not that he's a reliable scorer, but I, you've got his second-year player, Jalen Brown, first-year player, Tatum. Horford's never been like a... real He's a good player, but he's a good secondary player. Mm. Um, I just think Kyrie brings that scoring punch. They're not a good scoring team anyway. They're, no, they're they really missed Hayward this year. I think what are they... They'd be top-five defence in the league easily, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what they hang their hat on, and Ky- Kyrie's really the catalyst for their offense and sort of a lot of the attention goes to him. And if he's out, there's a huge hole. Whereas Golden State, you, you miss, I don't know, 30 points from Curry, but you, you know, they've got like solid backups. They've got a nice bench. Livingston's kind of a nice feeling if he's not injured. Well, there was, Um, I think Caspi, Livingston,
0: McCaw and Quinn Cook. Like there was like four or five mm -hmm. of their role players who were also out Against the Atlanta, I think they played Atlanta in their last game. But most of them are, like, day-to-day little things. Yeah. But it's their big dogs that they're missing. So I kind, I kind of think that the Curry injury matters more. Only because of the position that the team's in, like, injury-wise now. Mm. It doesn't matter, like, where they finish. Let's be honest. They could finish in the eighth seed, and they'd probably still be the favourite to win it all. But I think, considering Clay and um, Durant are out now, and, I mean, they'll be back before the playoff start, but I think they really need Curry now to kind of keep him afloat and just keep their t- keep things rolling. I mean, mm. like I said, as long as they're all healthy once the playoff starts, it doesn't really matter. But Kyrie's injury is massive, but from a, a Golden State perspective, I think Curry, like they really need him right now just to restore some order. Teams usually around this mark, like the four-year mark when they're, you know, making the finals and competing, contending. It seems like this is historically, where they drop off. So, Mm.
1: Curry could just help right the ship a little bit, I think. It's definitely not surprising to see all these Warriors guys go down because they've had four straight finals, like, deep finals drives where they've gone all the way to the end. Yep. So, of course, they're sort of 100, 120 games this season. It's going to take its toll. I think what the the thing about Golden State is that they've got Draymond Green that they can run their offence through. And also, Kevin Durant. Like, those guys are you can run an offense through those guys as well as curry but yeah. there's no one other than Al Horford but he's like I said he's a secondary guy you need that he's not your you, scorer yeah well also just in terms of running an offense through through someone there's no one in Boston now who you can do it with yeah. Horford you can do it with I, I apologize that's, that's I know not, I know exactly you can do what, what you're, you're saying him, but you can you need the alpha dog there yeah, for that beta right. dog to work whereas you know I think Golden State it's just, their offense is so free-flowing and, you know, fling it to whoever and just jack up a shot. I think anyone can play that style. So I think Kyrie's the real big out um, of those two. Fingers crossed they both get healthy.
0: You know, I'd like to see them get healthy, like, two or three games before the end of the year Mm. so then they can string a couple of games together and be healthy for the postseason. I don't want the playoffs to be marred by, you know, oh, Boston could have, you know, beaten this team if Kyrie was healthy, Mm. like...
1: Injuries in the playoff always suck and ruin the narrative, but... It won't matter for, for the West. <clears throat> Golden State will still win, but it yeah. could matter for... If Boston missed Kyrie for even two playoff games in that first round yeah. against potentially Miami or the Wizards with a potentially healthy John Wall, yeah. that could be a huge issue, you know? So I, I, think, I think for me, it's Kyrie.
0: Makes sense. Down, but uh, yeah. I
1: see what he's saying.
0: They're both going to be... You know, big omissions, which kind of sucks. But yeah, fingers crossed they can be healthy once playoffs roll around. All right, we um, started to have this discussion. When was it? It was a couple of days ago, and I thought, let's you know, stop and we'll do it on the Sunday sit down. So you started to talk about what the Lakers should do this off season mm. and where their current roster and um, team is at now. So talk about that if you want for a little bit, just where the Lakers are at
1: and. How you think they should approach this offseason? I guess I just sort of talked about it in terms of if I was Magic Johnson mm-hmm. and I think he's a really wily GM. I think he knows exactly Is he a president or a GM? I think he's president of basketball operations, something like I think that. he controls the roster though, right? Yeah. I think he's he's has roster control under his in under his MO. But I what I was saying essentially is that I think I don't think bringing LeBron and a Paul George, say, or one of them or two good All Stars in, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't think it matches their timeline. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. You bring in a thirty, what, three year old LeBron? Is that right? Yeah, he'll be turning thirty four next year. You bring in a thirty four year old LeBron and a twenty eight to twenty nine year old. Paul George, who's already had a broken leg, mm. like a severely broken leg. Although he actually one of the few broken legs I've ever seen someone come back as athletic. Yeah, or since or that injury, enough. he's kind of
0: like hasn't looks like he hasn't almost missed a beat. Like yeah. he's returned to full health, which is awesome. But yeah, I will, guess you just
1: you probably he's probably lost a bit of his vertical. You can just feel mm. a little. bit. He still throws down big posts, but I just I don't feel like bringing those two in or two two guys like that are gonna fit the Lakers' timeline well at all. They've got Caldwell Pope and Lopez coming off. Oh, and oh, they've still got Deng on their salary. Yeah, wow. so Lewald Deng is taking up... He's on mil 17 year. mil this year, 18, 18 next year, year, and 18.8 the year after that. Oh, that sucks. So but fit, they've, they've still got... I think they probably have close to cap space now, right? They've well, got so many rookies. That's what I mean. Once they hit the off-season, they're going to have so much cap space that I'm of the belief that they should just... like. If you can get LeBron, I reckon you get LeBron. I I see what you're saying, but if you look at the timeline, you've got Lonzo, who must be still 19, mm. 20 maybe, Kuzma's the same, uh, yeah, they're both Isaiah great. Thomas is getting on It's a bit of a suck, but Ingram, 20, Randall, 23, Tyler Ennis, 23, even like Zubac 21. So you've got these really young guys who are like going to be good players, but if you put LeBron and Paul George in front of them for two, three seasons, like, you might be slightly more competitive. I wouldn't say you would take out, not with the young kids, you're not going to take out the Rockets the way no, they No, I, like, I agree. Right? Yep. And so it's just, then you've got these stunted players, because LeBron's taken up all the, and Paul George has taken up all the ball use for mm-hmm. the next two to three years. Lonzo's not going to have it in his hands. Like, you've seen what LeBron does. To great players. So imagine what he's going to do to, like, an emerging rookie. Like, yeah. And LeBron's never had another good rookie with him, has he? Like, no. he's plugged in good players. Shabazz Napier, if you count when he uh, yeah, but, tried to recruit him. What exactly. A, like, what a sick decision that was. Like, early in his career, sort of, but he still... He just... Yeah. He ruins good players. Like, he's, a, he's the best player we've ever seen, maybe. But he also... Fucks other players' careers up. Chris Walsh has... is like the primes. Even Kevin Love, like yeah, he was a perennial twenty. Like he was a twenty twenty threat every night. Now he's like you. If you get sixteen and eight from him, you're like, oh, solid game, Kev. Like, I just think it doesn't match the timeline. I don't. I don't think. Magic Johnson will do that. I think he's too wily to let that happen. I, I just think, think it's it's a it's just a waste of time and money. So they've got all those contracts coming
0: off the books. So I think if you can pay the likes of Paul George or LeBron to come in, I don't know why, but for some strange reason, I think he, you know, will be fine. But if you had to sacrifice losing Brandon Ingram to bring in one of those guys, I'd be fine with that. I mean, Lonzo and LeBron with the ball handling. Obviously Lonzo's not going to develop as much if he doesn't have it in his hands mm. And I think they have to pay Randall this offseason as well Which mm. throws a bit of a spanner in the works But you're right, their young caller is pretty exciting And if they stay on their current timeline Then they will probably you know, be poised really well in like two or three years Once the Warriors and Houston are probably faltering a bit But if you can throw LeBron or Paul George into the mix I mean, it, getting both would be ideal but if if you could add Paul, swap Paul George for Brandon Ingram, I think that'd boost their win title by like ten to fifteen games. They could still have, like Paul George just played with Russell Westbrook, so he doesn't need the ball in his hands, but he can still be like that closer for them and their best player. I guess like I've said that you can go get LeBron. I've said to go get Paul George, but I think if they get one of them instead of two, that'd be the perfect scenario. But you just said it and like- Boogie as well. He's I'm meant to be a free agent, so apparent, like his name's
1: floated around, but I don't, that's a whole other yeah. topic. I think Paul George and LeBron are like the guys they should look for anyway. You you just said it though; they'll boost their win percent, their win total by ten wins. Yeah, that takes them to like forty one wins.
0: Yeah, I'm not like saying that they're going to win it that? next year. I'm just saying it's a piece that you get that will help them naturally speed up their rebuild. How
1: will it speed up their rebuild? Because well, in three years, LeBron leaves, he's just pretty much done. His career well, done. Like, well, we don't know that, but true. Let's just like Lebr- if, if you
0: get the LeBron compared case, to
1: Paul George, that probably changes your win total a bit more, I think. Like sure, but make- they're still not competing for a chip. Then in three years, first of all, they've got to pay all these guys mm. in a few years, right? Like Randall's the first of the crop, but then Ingram's two years later, um, Lonzo and Kuzma are the next year. It's just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like you're not going to win a chip. The guy's growth is going to get stunted. You're going to miss out on like good lottery draft picks. Like imagine if they had, if, if next year similar thing to Donny Mitchell happens, mm. and they could have got Don Mitchell at 14 or when whenever he was. Actually, he was outside the lottery, wasn't he? No, I think it was 13. 14. Oh, was outside the he top ch- 10 was that stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. so you get Don Mitchell, you chuck him on there. He becomes a 20 point game scorer. Lonzo's a 10 and 10. Kuzma's are 15 and 10, but you need them to play, you need them to grow, and I just yeah, don't think it will happen. It's interesting, because I haven't seen anyone approach it from that philosophy, but it makes yeah, a lot of sense, you're, you're right. right. Everyone's I've, saying, oh, LeBron or Clay or, or whoever, Paul yeah. George will move there, but just, it's, it just doesn't make sense. It's pulling from both ends, and I I'm think of it, the, they'll get caught in the middle. Yeah, I'm of just, the belief that if you can somehow keep Julius
0: Randle and swap Ingram for George or LeBron... Absolutely go for it But you're right Yeah, It's a it's very interesting Way to look at it I mean LA's kind of been associated With getting big dogs In free agency yeah. You know For as long as I can remember So You know I guess that's kind of why I'm like Oh yeah They'll just get LeBron or George Because yeah. that's naturally How the Lakers have done it But you're right If they Kind of stick to this timeline They're not going to win the chip next year Even if they get LeBron and George mm. But yeah, I still think that well, if maybe you... they would, maybe they could. Well, you know, yeah, you never know. No, I... But I think if you can get one of them, mm-hmm. I think that'd be perfect. But yeah, it's it paints a lot of,
1: I think the a way lot the... of interest out west for the Lakers. Yeah. yeah, I think the way the league's going, you just can't do anything in half measures. And if they did that, I think they would be just taking a middle ground, and you you're just going to get found out. You either have to lose and properly rebuild, or fully bring in like yeah. three bona fide all stars. And go for that. That's and what eight. we say. That's why we'd always be good GMs because we understand
0: yeah, like how to. Anyway, yeah. um, the worst place to be is in middle ground. Speaking of, just randomly, so Sacramento has won. They've gone oh, six yeah. and five since March, it is. and they've gone from like the fifth pick. I think they're the eighth pick now. The Bulls have leapfrogged them, mm. and the Knicks are right there. Like, and I had to look through the numbers. No one's
1: like blowing it up, like Buddy Heald's averaging 15 points. I actually saw that on your laptop earlier. Like, he was the most, and then Randolph is 10. Yeah. Bogdanovich like, 10. It makes
0: no sense. Yeah.
1: What are they doing? Oh, I feel so sorry. For, do you know a Kings fan? I don't know <laughs> 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 There's probably a reason we don't know any Kings yeah, fans. Yeah, probably. I I, th- I like what's going on, though. I think there's, there is a point in a rebuild where you have to be like, enough is enough. Like, let's just start developing a... Having players play well. Yeah. So maybe they're at the point, like, they have okay pieces. Well, that's what I... And they I wrote get a, a good draft pick. Like, it's a good draft. Sure, you're so, right. And, I, yeah, you could... The Warriors never had a top three pick and they've somehow done it. Yeah. So... Even before they a Durant, you're right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, Durant, I, <laughs> yeah. I wrote a piece in the off-season and I was like, yeah, I really like what Sacramento's building. Like, they had Carter and Randolph to, like, be really good vets for these young kids, but... They still just don't have a franchise player No. So if I was them I'd just be like Fox is Play a, Aaron Fox Play yeah. Corley Stein And Scalabissier And just Tank a palooza the yes, hell out of it Like the Bulls aren't playing They didn't play Zach Levine mm. they haven't, I don't know why they haven't been playing Zach Levine To Done, be honest I, I haven't even looked into it no. I just, I've been looking at the box scores And I was like oh okay yeah mm. Cameron Payne's playing 33 minutes a night. And there's a reason that the Bulls are doing it. They're racing to the bottom like mm. you know, the Suns and the Grizzlies and all these other teams are. I so. I really
1: like the, what the Kings have actually. Like yeah, it's Fox not bad. is Fox is a great pro point guy. I think like he'll be a maybe a fifteen and eight guy. Reminds me a bit of John Wall. He's he seems like a really good second best player on your team in five years. It's a great time. call. Yeah. I love like And that, yeah. same like with Coley Stein and Buddy Heald, like Good third or fourth piece. Like if they can add one, really. Like if they can somehow get like Porter mm. in this draft, or even one of the higher guys. Yeah, imagine if Although they. Although the bigs don't fit them, like Porter would Rubbing be the up, yeah. perfect fit for them, wouldn't it? If imagine, they can get him, man. Imagine if after all this they finish
0: like eighth or ninth and still got the top pick or second pick or something. Like well, that.
1: it's not out of the question. How much
0: yeah. would like Phoenix and Memphis be spewing? The but, well, Phoenix out. have
1: three first rounders. True.
0: Yeah, so they're in a solid spot. Be right. Yeah. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Um, so we've, yeah, we've, I think that's pretty much all I want to cover on the NBA. The injuries in the playoff race is probably the outlying stories at the moment in the league, but there's always a little bit of a calm before a storm the last like fortnight of the season. Yeah, so right. yeah, I don't think anything will change too much. A lot of the awards are sewn up, but yeah. Um, let's touch on March Madness just quickly. So <laughs> it's pretty funny looking at each side of the bracket. Today we've got... Villanova, who's a one seed playing Texas Tech, who's a three seed. Um, I wrote all my winners for the games today, my Sunday picks at sportsbyfry.com. You can check them out. But, yeah, there's the one seed versus the three seed. And in the other region, you've got Kansas as a one seed versus Duke as a two seed. In the other ones, we had Loyola Chicago, the 11th seed, beat Kansas State, the ninth seed, mm-hmm. for, I think, it was the first time an eleven and a nine seed have played each other, like ever in tournament history. Wow! Um, and wow. <laughs> wow! And that region—it was the first time that all four of the top seeds didn't make the Sweet Sixteen, which is like the third round. So they all the top four oh, seeds you mean in that in region, that, that, yeah, the, in that the region, side, I was lost, say. yeah, right. lost, um, yeah, in the first or second round, just crazy. So yeah, mm. Loyola Chicago are playing Michigan, who beat. Florida State, yeah, a ninth seed, yeah.
1: So that's pretty crazy. I'm all behind that side of the bracket, that's for sure. Yeah, fuck Duke and Villanova. Yeah, They'd suck it. Although I, pick, I, I think Duke. I like Duke for the win.
0: I picked Nova. Well, I kind of like pseudo picked Nova like subtly in all the videos and the stuff I've done. I think they're the best mm. team in the in college basketball, but um, yeah, I thought that Arizona and Michigan State yeah. would be playing in the. Championship match and
1: they both lost in the first two rounds. So, yeah. So you like Duke? Uh, sorry. You like? I think Duke to win it all. I think yeah. Really well rounded. Good seniors. Good freshmen. Like star players. Good team. Great coach. That's great. Just say, great coach. If Coach K
0: wins today, then they'll be. He'll break a tie with John Wooden for the most Final Fours from like wow. a coach ever. That's yeah. pretty. Impressive. I think it's fourteen. Yeah. This will be his fourteenth if he wins today. So pretty nuts. Hey.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I'm definitely getting behind the Loyola side of the play. Loyola Chicago. I'll probably go like I like Michigan too, so uh, any of those two would be. Yeah, I'm not on. too
0: mad. Like it's weird being like a, a higher state fan. I'm technically meant to not be a fan of Michigan and right, like a Big yeah. Ten rivalry, but I actually really like Michigan. Hmm. They they could win it. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyone I mean, anyone win. could win it. Always say that. It's all the, the time. nature of the bracket. Yeah, I think. Yeah, today I tip Nova and Duke to beat Texas Tech and. Who are they playing? Kansas. So yeah, I think the final four should be interesting. But I think whoever wins today's matchup, so your Villanova, Texas Tech, Duke, and Kansas—I think one of them will win it all. Like I don't think Michigan or Loyola can win it. Michigan probably stands the best chance. But hey, weird stuff's happening. Speaking of weird stuff. For those who are Americans and or probably outside of Australians listening mm. to this podcast, we're now going to talk about AFL football, so...
1: Buckle up.
0: Yeah. As of 1pm Sunday Toronto time, it's 1am back home in Western Australia, so it's early hours in the morning on the East Coast. The first round of AFL action's done and dusted. Um, both our teams copped, a, copped an L, which kind L. of sucks, but... Mm. Yeah, what was... Um, you actually got up. What time did you wake up?
1: You watched the 420, Eagles. 4.20. 4.20 I Woo! woke up for the Eagles game. Classic. So you watched Classic. the Eagles game this morning. I did. It was a good little good little run from both sides. Good to see Optus Stadium I get the debut. First actually, game at Optus. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed with it. They've got this funny cage that runs around the whole boundary. Yeah, right. So like, I guess that it maybe it's to stop running on if JK kicks 100 goals <laughs> in the season but like it, question. honestly like it felt really like it felt bit, I know this sounds weird but like sort of like those South American stadiums where they like you have to have fences up or they'll be alright Okay, <laughs> yeah. and it, it just it just looked shitty and I, I felt like if you had boundary side seats you'd be in like you couldn't see the game and ruin it oh, anyway um, Sydney and West Coast looked alright both midfields... Actually, West Coast midfield looked a lot more impressive than Sydney's, although they got the win. Sydney's just whole team was better. Yep. They were a lot more well-drilled. Buddy was obviously on fire. We didn't have anyone to kick to. What, you he finish with eight? He finished with eight, but he finished with eight. Damn. But, um, yeah, I think but, how do you... JK, if Josh Kennedy's on the field for West Coast, not Sydney, obviously... We, yeah, yeah. we take the win. He is JK. It's not the Sydney Josh Kennedy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, in In West Australia anyway. So it was a great... It was a good hit out. It's good to see. It. A lot of free-flowing footy. West Coast were just sloppy um, mm-hmm. with their disposal. Feels like their game plan is a li- offensively is unevolved at the moment. Yeah. Um, so they probably need to find themselves. It's hard when your key, key person you kick to on the field is out. Plus your you're two right. most like mature midfielders last year gone. So is Kennedy your best player, do you think? Uh so
0: interesting question.
1: Yeah, I think you could make mm-hmm. the case for Kennedy, Natanui or yeah, I M- McGovern. I think oh, yeah. probably arguably our most important because mm-hmm. he really does rally. Although Tommy Brass, although he got like six goals kicked on him, was great against Buddy, like just battled all day. I think you could even see that Buddy really like, respected the effort. He just, just... I mean, it was just He's so... He's like, what Well, you, that's like, right. Cool. And, like, the delivery was on, like, fantastic for a round one clash mm. to Buddy. Like, they looked sharp. I, I could see them going all the way, honestly. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Like, Heaney's coming through. They didn't have Rampy up back either, which is really interesting. So, yeah, it was, it was a good hit out, though. West Coast were competitive. Nata Nui... Was obviously a game changer. Yeah, yeah. The three, Thank God you got him back. I hey? know that's right. The three rookies for West Coast were uh, hit and miss. I thought um, Liam Ryan needs a bit of needs a bit of conditioning. I think. Like, yeah, okay. You you know you see Louis Jetta give those chase down runs every now and then. It didn't look like Liam had the tank for it. Gotcha. Waterman looked a bit out of place, although delivery was pretty tough for him all all day. And Venables looked pretty likely. Looked like a bit of a bulldog in there, like really similar. Reminded me a lot of Marcus Adams in a smaller body. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, couldn't get his hands on it too much. Wasn't that clean. Um, but, yeah, it was a good little hit out Sydney. Sydney are a pretty tough outfit for you guys to cop
0: first up, especially, like, not having a primary target to kick to. Like, when Jack Darling's been your lean guy up forward, he hasn't really shown... An effort to just be that mark kick
1: goal guy like he, he does, was a lot, okay. does a lot of other stuff around the ground. But I'm saying yeah. like yeah, J.K. was a massive out for you boys. You're right. The the forward line actually held up a lot better than I thought. No, it was good. the delivery to the forward line which was really substandard. Yeah. Like okay. other than Shannon Hearn and Tommy Barris, actually was yeah. doing a really good job of hitting hitting targets off that back line. There wasn't good delivery. Like so. It would be frustrating for the Liam Ryan's, the Lacra, who was really up and about. Yeah. Um, even even Waterman and Darling, the big guys up there. Darling was okay. But yeah, okay. Just okay. You know. Tommy Barris is kind of what I hope
0: Alex Pierce becomes for mm. Frio this year. He's yeah. not as big a dude, but hell of a player. Yeah, he. That kind of. Um, I'll go into talking about the Frio game. I was actually gonna. I was pretty close to staying up and watching this. It started at one30 AM. Mm. We got to about midnight and I was like, Well, should I do it? But then I, I chickened out. I knew that it would be a pretty ugly affair for the Dockers. Yeah, it looked a bit brutal. Lost by fifty, which, you know, is pretty much what I expected. I'll tell you what though, the Port Adelaide recruits like Jack Watts, mm. Stevie Motlop, they looked up and about. Tom Rockliffe had a bit of a you know, didn't have a big hit out. But yeah, I think those recruits could help take port over the edge as well. Yeah, I, think. I touched when but I touched on them in the st- they, they lost Ryder. Yeah, that's arguably yeah, the most important that's a massive player. massive for loss. a year, for the year too. Yeah, Achilles, he's a- not coming a- back a- so. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be a huge blow for them, obviously. But yeah, the Freer boys. I mean, what can you expect going to Port Adelaide to play? You know, <laughs> once again, we just don't have a guy who can stand up and kick a ton of goals. McCarthy actually looked really good. Do you see the goal that he kicked from? Nah He kicked this mad goal from the boundary Like 50 on the run On the boundary line It was awesome But we didn't have anyone kick multiple goals Like all yeah. our goals were sort Single goal kickers So Brandon Matera's stat line looked pretty lively Yeah he was in our best He he was around I think he's the perfect Just see you later Hayden Ballantyne Here's mm. Brandon Matera Perfect like transition from the two he can play a small forward But even when he was at the Suns Matera was running through like the wings And yeah. running around a bit He was fine How was uh, Wilson? He was fine as well. He kicked fine. a goal late, which kind of... Off the back know,
1: line, or was he up forward?
0: He was back. Cool. Yeah. Um. Lukey Ryan, the guy I talked about last week, he was fine as well. Sanderlands had a massive game, but that was probably because Ryder went... I don't know when Ryder went down, but... Oh, right. So that could play a bit of that, but... Mm. Yeah, the board, you know... It I was think, a bit of a shellacking. I think that the perfect way to sum it up is everyone was, you know, we've got a young squad. Mm. What do you expect? Like, some of the kids just look like... Brayshaw and Banfield didn't have great games. They looked good in bursts, mm. um, but it was a pretty tough ask. Fife and Lockie Neal looked, you know, like they were doing Fife and Lockie Neal things. Mm. They didn't have massive games. I think Lockie Neal had a ton of touches, but they weren't, you know, super influential. Right.
1: So yeah, it was a good hit out, but it, was, it pretty much summed up what exactly how I thought the game would play. Mm. What was their What was their their forward pushes like? Were they convincing? Oh, you didn't watch it? No, no didn't I didn't watch, watch it. it. From the highlights and from what I saw, it was a lot of
0: we you know, we were admirable around the middle of the ground, but we just, you know, didn't have someone who we could kick the ball Mm, to and Mark you know, Mark can kick a goal for us and then down defense Mm. we just kinda got a bit overrun and outworked. So yeah, I'd say we got outworked the whole day, that's the best way to word it. And that's probably because we've got, you know, a couple of suspect dudes and a couple of young dudes and it'll take us a while to Find uh, Matthew Pavlich 2.0 So I don't mind if we uh, We lose a couple of games yeah, And maybe find him in the draft That'd you, be nice You might need a couple of Number one draft picks at this point Oh, I just want Jesse Hogan Or Tom, someone to just stand yeah. in the square Imagine if we had Jesse Hogan I think it's funner when you, when someone comes up though True I, I do know. like I really want Manny Tabernard to be the, the guy Because mm. I've, I've been in on him for years And I'd be like yeah, Just put right. him in the goal square And he looked okay Um of oh, two though But <laughs> Yeah, still. We lost by 50, so what can you expect? Yeah, yeah. Um, the other games that happened... Oh, yeah, so I was saying the Melbourne and Geelong game that was being played while you were... Well, they should have won it. Yeah, while well, you were up and I was still snoozing. Um, Maxi gone missed a shot with about 15 seconds left to win the game. Do you think... So, I'll, I'll wrap that up. The Geelong... Geelong won by three points. They were mm. missing Dangerfield. Gary Ablett and Selwood were on fire. Mm. But I want to just quickly talk a bit about Melbourne. Do you think that they will break their curse and make the finals this year. And if they do, do you see them like as a chance to pull a like a Richmond or a Bulldogs and just go on a run or
1: not really? It's so early to tell. I to be honest, I cuz they've been so relevant for 10, 15 years. I, yeah. I I couldn't tell you half their players. That I makes don't sense. know their their pedigree. Like I know Oliver and Petrarca look nice. Petrarca uh, had a good game today, yeah. But I don't... I just don't know enough about them. Uh, I think they probably could lose, that, lift their curse. Yeah. But I also... Oh, I'm still, like, in on the fact that I think West Coast, especially with the hit-out they just had, yeah, will make it. And so then there's all of a sudden not another team falling out. In fact, I think that would be, like... Really, West Coast is the only team that looks like people are tipping to drop yeah I said that everyone else is locked so uh, no I guess is my answer in my um
0: the last video slash podcast I did I had um it was recorded just after the Essendon and Adelaide game was played and I was like yeah let's not overreact to Essendon beating Adelaide like Adelaide were missing key dudes and I'm still not a massive fan of Essendon so I guess it's a similar thing about the D's they're like oh they took it to the Cats maybe they could go all the way but
1: yeah it's it's People, tough to wrap everything
0: up to just one game of you You're footy. right.
1: People are doing this big groundswell of Melbourne will make it, Bulldogs will get back in, but then you just have to look at the top eight and you're like, well, who misses then? Yeah. Because then you've got, it could be Richmond. I, I could see Richmond honestly missing, but Essendon has to fall out then, or like Adelaide's not going anywhere, Port's got great pickups, Hawthorne is obviously still in there, Giants are Guns, so it's literally one team that can miss out. So you, I just don't... See, it could happen. It's honestly, it's one of those years. I think West Coast will push for eighth. So will Melbourne. So will St Kilda. Maybe and, and the Dogs. I think
0: when we it's go into be a ripper year. Yeah, sorry. I think when we go into the last like six weeks or month of the year, there'll be like five teams. You're like, oh yeah, they're making finals, and then spots like six, seven, eight. There'll mm. be eight teams fighting for. Like it'll be that kind of bunch
1: in the middle, mm. kind of like it has been for the last few years. What's your feeling on? On it's only been one game, but let, let's overreact about something. Like, What's the storyline like you think it could carry on through the year? Josh Kelly will win the Brownlow. Oh, really? Okay. I watched
0: last night. I stayed up and watched some of the Dogs and Giants game. Mm. Albeit it was like five minutes, but mm. they looked like they're going to prove me wrong and win the flag. Granted, it's one game. It's G- not a Who was that? The Giants, the Giants played Bulldogs. Yeah, right. Um, what but did, yeah, he Ke- I think he, he kicked two. He had twenty or 30, uh twenty nine thirty touches, so did Cornelio though he had mm. a massive um game. Jesse Cameron kicks six, but yeah, mm, I man. think Josh Kelly looks like he'll be the one that'll get all the votes, and if the Giants win a lot of games, Cornelio and Cameron and Toby Green might steal a few from him, but just because he looks like a star he'll do he'll do what dusty like who's going to steal votes from Dusty Caution, Trent Cochon maybe, maybe a bit. yeah it'll be I think that'll be similar, but that's my that's my overreaction I guess. I mean, it'll be tough to see Tom Mitchell not win the brown low if he keeps averaging 50 touches. Yeah, pretty big. <clears throat> For those that don't know, in the win over Collingwood, Tom Mitchell had an AFL record 54 touches. 53 was the previous best by, oh, it was Gary Ablett and an old dude who, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Nah, it's gone. I'm not anyway, coming. That's all right. I know Buckley had, was pretty up there, but.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of dudes that have got fifty plus before, but right. yeah. Anyway, so sorry, uh, whoever. Yeah, whatever your name was. I mm-hmm. think mine would be Buddy's going to kick hundred goals. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Um, honestly, but I'd also be interested to see who you think's going to win the spoon. I didn't read your wrap up to be honest. Um, so, I said I'll go north. and do that
0: after. I said North, and I said oh. that above them would be the Gold Coast Suns. And the Gold Coast Suns beat North on the weekend, so I'll probably stick with my guns. I'll, one other quick you. one, while you, while you think about the bottom of the ladder. I reckon that Nathan Buckley will be fired in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I,
1: well, his, they're my pick to win the spoon. Oh, really? You reckon yeah. they'll drop that much? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, they just I, look all over the shop. They and, don't have a clear, like, game plan as to what's going on, eh? No, they don't have great forwards, back lines, terrible. Midfield's only good because of Pendlebury, really. Let's I fucking love Scott Pendlebury. I love him too, but they've just got nothing. Yeah. are right. Bro- Grundy's okay. Yeah. But I-, I seriously see them missing the, the total. They're losing it all, so... Yeah, it could, could happen. They need another one draft pick. It's been a while, so... Like yeah, Pendlebury was their last like really classy recruit. So. I think
0: the dude they got this year, Jaden Stevenson, was like eight. Yeah, seven. That's, about right. That's um, a- and he was fine. But yeah, he's not going to move the needle a lot. He's not going to change the franchise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we could
1: we could weekend of footy though. It um, was a good week, good starting weekend. Didn't win the didn't break the record for attendance. Surprised me. Oh, okay. I think it was the rainy rainy game against North Melbourne, and yeah, that would whoever have got a ton of. Ton of
0: people there. Port Adelaide um, is that again? Northport? Nah, North Suns. Oh right. Oh yeah. god, that's a horrible. Game. <laughs> yeah, what a shit game. Um, look at the next week, you boys play the Western Bulldogs at Eddie Stadium. Mm. Confident of a W? Yeah, I think we'll be all right.
1: Yeah, I, agree. Uh, I tend to
0: agree, but I, I don't have a lot I of I faith know. in
1: the Dogs. Honestly,
0: I. I did. I love. They got some. What's his name from Orl Stringer Brisbane? Nah, um, key forward names escaping me. I don't know. From Brisbane, they oh, God, don't have a name. key forward, do they? Yeah, young kid. Anyway, I think yeah, I think he'll be a good get for them. Good get. He's um, not gonna win them a
1: premiership, like they don't for really... a team that won two years ago. <laughs> pretty crazy, isn't it? Really? Yeah.
0: Imagine if um like you said earlier, Richmond drops out of the eight. The Bulldogs were only the second team ever. To like, since 2000, since we, I think it was 2000 we went to a top 8 Only yeah. the second reigning premiers ever, ever to miss the finals yeah. the next year
1: I think, um, yeah, West Coast should touch them up, I reckon I think midfields kind of balance each other out Our back line is arguably the best in the league, I reckon Yeah. Um, and then I think the forward line, yeah, we've got issues But I think we'll come out on top Especially in Natanui, he played 55% of the game how do know he only played 55% of the game? Got yeah, that's third, very interesting. Got the second or third highest ranking on the field. Right. So I, I could see him... Just his hit outs to advantage were massive. In yeah. his second efforts around the contest. When when he was rucking for West Coast in the middle, mm-hmm. we were pretty hard to stop, in all honesty. Yeah, right. Um, obviously, the forward delivery sucked. But I'll, I'll back us against the doggies. Who you got? We've got Essendon at home. Mm. Um, so...
0: That'll go a long way to determining how um, my preseason picks and a lot of that mm. pans out. Because yeah, uh, a... Essendon looked
1: tasty too last last
0: game. They yeah. Great. Um, Josh Shacky was the name mm. of the guy that I was okay. thinking of. So I've never heard of that boy. He's like he was a former pretty high pick. Um, played for Brisbane for like two years and then kind of has since. Yeah, he was number two pick. Seems to be the way for like a lot of Brisbane And sometimes with the WA boys It's like I want to go home to Victoria So I think he'll be a good piece But Mm. anyway Yeah we've got the Dons at home God I I, I don't know if we can get a W It'd be nice to What I I, I, Sometimes it's a good game I was going to say What I want to see Is us at least push to like Look like we're going to make Be nice uh, if you could look
1: like You're going to score 100 points in a game
0: Oh I just want someone to kick some goals man Like Hmm. Tabernar I, I, last year I watched uh, Mickey Walters kick Like four or five on occasion I was like awesome But they, you can't win if mm-hmm. you don't have a big forward That can kick goals So we floated last year By getting Ken McCarthy and Kirsten to kick goals And look how that worked out We mm-hmm. finished like third or fourth worst in the league mm-hmm. So need someone to kick some goals That'd be nice So
1: it's just not going to happen against the Dons though. Probably
0: not No. Although, not
1: this year I don't think
0: I think yeah We Honestly remember a couple of years ago I think it was When Ferrer was meant to be good, though. And we went, like, 0-8 to start the year, or 0-10 or something like that. that. I think we could be in for one of these years. After Essendon next week, um, we play Gold Coast, so we'll probably get a win there. Hope so. (laughs) And then we've got... (laughs) Listen to this. After that, we've got the Giants. Then the Bulldogs, which isn't too bad. Mm. Then we have U-Boys. Derby. And then we travel to... Yeah, we could
1: derby at the new...
0: Yeah. Then we travel to Richmond... uh, To MCG to play Richmond, so Hmm. probably not... uh, Super confident of the boys' chances there. Dope, that pretty much uh, wraps up everything we wanted to talk about for the sit down. We've got some uh, pretty exciting news though. In about, hang on, let me do my maths. Tuesday night is about just over 48 hours away. We'll be going to the
1: uh, Raptors Nuggets game. Expect a comprehensive live tweeting session by yours truly for that one. I'm back on Twitter and doing uh, very well. So Throw out your
0: Twitter handle. What's your Twitter handle for those uh, listening? Don't
1: me. even know? <laughs> no idea. You can uh,
0: tune into the Sports by Fry Twitter handle because I'm sure I'll be retweeting a lot yeah. of your uh,
1: comedy and quality gold. Yeah, some really good stuff coming out of my side of the camp. I'm holding out my end of the deal, just Fry now. So, uh, nice work. Yeah, um, yeah so you boys have got the... You've got Philly... And then you play the Raptors yeah, in the second game of the back-to-back. It's, be, it's a make-or-break point, really. Like If we could get one or two wins, yeah. we're all of a sudden we're right back in it. But pretty huge. Yeah. I yeah. think um, I wrote a bit about
0: it today. I'm really interested in this stretch of like the last 10 games for the Cavs. I think, in all honesty, I had a look at our schedule. It's not super tough. We've got a handful of games in there. I like, play the Pels and a few other teams. But if the Cavs just go like... Eight and two or nine and one over this final stretch, and just like re- you know, they did it late last year and like started to touch up the East in the playoffs, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's right, they've still got LeBron." Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to see that. I don't know if I will or not, but that'd be nice. Um, before we go, quick birthday shout out to Kyle Lowry. Considering we are in the six,
1: yeah. Kyle Lowry turns thirty-two today, so thirty-two. Do you know he's thirty-two? Yeah, I, I sort of he's been old for a long time though. Yeah. He's, done, he's stayed really useful. He's done a great job. He didn't do a lot with the
0: first like half of his career, like while he was in the yeah. league. He bounced around a bit before he came to Toronto. So
1: yeah,
0: yeah, it's also uh, who would you say? Oh, Big Sean's birthday! Happy birthday, Big Sean! 30th
1: birthday, though, it's yeah. a big one. Good and name, um, Casey Neistat's birthday today as well. Big Sean will be stoked on the Michigan win. Actually, yeah, that's true. That's good getting... point. He tipped them to win, actually. yeah. <laughs> Did I saw he? his bracket. Yeah, oh, he nice. Them oh, and, he could and be... Jalen Rose will be uh yeah, be celebrating good. together. It's good to hear old uh, Casey Nice that's he'd be getting on. Yeah,
0: I think I miles. think thirty-seven from memory, but I could be wrong. Cool. Alright, yeah, that wraps it up. Um, thanks for tuning in everyone. If you are listening to this on iTunes, please make sure you give a rating and review. Um, I'll probably do another episode I'm not too sure. Sometime next week. j signing off. Um, frizy signing off. Make sure you hit up the YouTube channel. Um, sportsbyfry.com for all the articles. Thanks for listening. And until next time, peace.